BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. This is the Tom Hartman Program. Greetings, my friends, patriots, lovers of democracy, truth, and justice, believers in peace, freedom, and the American way. Tom Hartman here with you. Uh, 58 people so far, 59 people, some reports, dead in Las Vegas. Hundreds injured. Numbers floating between four and 500. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's a massacre. It's just an absolute massacre. Uh, this guy was found to have 10 uh, weapons of war in his hotel room. Just, you know, kicked out the windows and just shot the place up. And so Republican Senator Pat Roberts tweets out, God bless the victims of the terrible and senseless shooting in Las Vegas. But Pat Roberts votes against gun control. Senator Richard Shelby tweets out, praying for the families, the victims and the families of the victims involved in the tragic Las Vegas shooting. Thanks, thankful to the brave first responders. Yet Richard Shelby voted against any kind of rational gun control, you know, limits on clips. Uh, I mean, things that would still be just fine within the consideration of the Heller decision, you know, uh, the limits on, on, uh, the size of magazines and on the, on the, um, just the, the, the whole spectrum of weapons of war, assault weapons. Senator Orrin Hatch woke up this morning to a horrifying news out of Vegas, shocking and senseless. God bless the victims and their families. Well, thank you, Senator Hatch. Stop voting to put these kind of crazed weapons in the hands of these kinds of people. Marco Rubio this morning, I'm praying for all the victims, their families, and our first responders in the Las Vegas Mandalay Bay shooting, says Marco Rubio. Then why do you vote to, to allow these kind of weapons to continue to be on our streets? I mean, this, this, is, this is not rocket science. This is very, very straightforward stuff. And remember back... In February, when, when Trump became president, and well, actually, remember back when Newtown happened in Connecticut? I'm not talking about the Alex Jones saying that it was a false flag operation, although they're probably already saying that about Vegas right now. 
I, I'm talking about when President Obama tried to pass any kind of reasonable gun control legislation through Congress, and the Republicans absolutely obstructed all of it. And the the NRA, you know, they were saying, hey, it's, you know, the, he got a bunch of dead kids. It's too soon to talk about gun control. But President Obama did do something. He was able administratively, he didn't, you know, it didn't require Congress to do this. He was able administratively as the, as the head of the executive branch to pass a rule that would cause the Social Security Administration to share with the, with the FBI's National Instant Criminal Background Check System the names of people who are on social security disability because of mental illness. Now, this does not expose those names to the public. This is sharing them with the FBI. So that people who are so mentally, severely mentally disabled, that they're living on social security disability for their mental illness, could not buy weapons. Obama did that in, in response to Newtown. It was all he could do, right? The Congress would not go along with, with uh, assault weapons bans or you know, anything. So he passed that rule. And guess what the Republicans did on February 2nd? They, uh, they said, no, we've got to get rid of this rule. There were 75,000 people who were so mentally disabled that they were drawing Social Security benefits. And hey, that's 75,000 potential customers for the gun industry. So as Joan McCarter writes over at Daily Kos, the Senate voted on February 15th, 57 to 43, to get rid of the rule. Trump signed it on February 28th. So now crazy people, or people who are so severely mentally disabled that they, that they can't work, and they have jumped through all the hoops necessary to prove that disability so they qualify for social security disability, are able to buy all the guns they want since February. Where, you know, where, where is there any actual accountability? Oh, it's all about the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment was passed for two reasons, two principal reasons. I've got a piece up on Alternet about this right now. You can read it at alternet.org. The second, the second Amendment was passed for two reasons. The first reason, which was the original purpose of, you know, why it was there and the whole conversation, and this was a conversation that started in correspondence between at, between uh, John, uh, no, James Madison and, and Thomas Jefferson, and you can read it in the historical record in 1787-88, that Jefferson was strongly of the opinion that when the country was at peace, there should not be a standing army because standing armies lead to military coups and they overthrow democracies. And Madison was, okay, we'll do that. We'll put that in. But if you're not going to have a standing army, you're going to have to have a militia. You're going to have to have every person be a member of the army even when it's not, you know, when they're not marching around in uniforms. You're gonna have to do it the way that Switzerland has done it for hundreds of years. And they were all like, yeah, of course, that's what we're gonna do. 
So that was reason number one, was not to have standing armies during times of war. Reason no, and, and, and Jefferson, when Jefferson became president in 1800 or 1801, there were uh, over 300,000 men in the, in the military. And he reduced that down to like 6,000, which was ultimately not a good thing when it came to the, uh, the War of 1812, but it's a whole other story. But here we have these, uh, these mass shootings, almost always committed by angry white men, by the way. I, somehow I suspect there's not going to be a big discussion in the, in the media about, what is it about angry white men that they're always shooting, shooting people, you know, places up and things like that? You know, we've got uh, this uh, from... Uh, Jen Hayden over at Daily Kos. 91 people a day are killed by guns in the United States. 91 people a day. Now, people are calling this the worst gun massacre in American history. I would say that's probably not true. In fact, I would say that's almost certainly not true. It's the worst massacre of white people by white people in this country, arguably, outside of any specific, I mean, you know, setting aside the Civil War and things like that. But white people have been massacring people of color, particularly Native Americans, from the get-go, and they've killed a hell of a lot more of them than this, you know, 58 dead and 500 wounded at Mandalay Bay. So let's keep this in perspective. At, at a certain level, you know, the, the, the chickens essentially are coming home to roost from, from our promoting this gun culture, this Wild West mentality, this, this, you know, you're not safe if you don't have a gun. And yet, we're not safe because all the guns. And, you know, the, there should be a, the ability to just kind of put two and two together here and figure out what's going on. I'd, you know, I'd say it's, it's time for us to either reinterpret as the Supreme Court did in the Heller case, or they did it the wrong way, either reinterpret the Second Amendment or repeal it. It's an anachronism. It was, it was, it was, a, it, you know, it was a nice effort to not have a standing army that did not last beyond, beyond the War of 1812. And, and it's Time to get rid of it, in my humble opinion. This is the Tom Hartman Program. Oh, and then the other thing the Republicans did just, just what, a couple weeks ago, said, hey, you know, we're going we're gonna to loosen the rules on silencers. Great. Welcome back. Tom Hartman here with you. There's a lot of other stuff in the news, by the way, that, uh, you know, uh, stuff going on in the world, and a few of them, Few of these things I think are, are worth mentioning. Um, the uh, the the uh, Trump's response to Puerto Rico, which apparently had a four or five day just complete pause in the middle of it while he was tweeting about black men in the NFL or something like that, uh, is you know kind of starting to crank up. But in the meantime. A, uh, a memo about how they were going to spin their response to the media has been leaked. Uh, 
this is this is not good. Um, the mayor of San Juan and Donald Trump are still going back and forth. Uh, she keeps saying, we need money, we need food, we need water, we need help. And he keeps saying, she's a lousy leader. It's, uh, it's really extraordinary. Trump complaining about the uh, news coverage, saying it's fake news, saying to the people in Puerto Rico, don't, don't watch the fake news. And John Favreau, who is a, a former speechwriter for Obama, uh, tweets back, they're not watching the news because they no longer have televisions, powers, power, or homes, you effing dolt, Afro tweeted. Right. So, meanwhile, in, in uh, Spain, Castilian, uh, you know, the, the, the Catalan people, uh, uh, you know, Barcelona and region, uh, they want to secede essentially uh, declare their independence and secede from from Spain and the Spain the you know the, the official Spanish government is having nothing to do with it but the vote kind of went on anyway and uh, it looks like about 90% of the uh, people in in Catalan Catalan however you say it um, voted for independence so you've got that you've got Brexit you've got Scotland perhaps coming along um, voting for independence. I mean, is there kind of a trend? Look at the Kurds. Uh, just voted for independence in Iraq. And then, of course, you got Kurds in Syria and you got Kurds in Turkey. And the, the, the Turkish, Syrian, and Iraqi Kurds together would like to reunite their country that they had before World War, before the end of World War I, um, Kurdistan, and put that thing back together again. So we'll see. Uh, Rex Tillerson is telling us, hey, don't worry, we're talking to North Korea, everything's going to be fine. And then Donald Trump tweets out, eh, Tillerson's wasting his time talking to North Korea. That's real helpful. I mean, <laughs> there's something very strange going on here. And uh, S uh, SCHIP, the Children's Health Insurance Program, or CHIP, CHIP, has uh, expired. It expired on Saturday. Nine million children are protected under this program. Well, the funding for the program expired and Congress did not renew it. And if they don't do so soon, there's going to be, you know, 9 million kids who, who don't have uh, routine checkups, immunizations, doctor's visits, prescriptions, dental and vision care, inpatient and outpatient hospital care, lab and x-ray services, or emergency services. They're going to lose all those th things. Three states and D.C. will run out of uh, chip money by December. The majority of the states will run out by March, according to a July report from Medicaid and the uh, Chip Payment and Access Commission. Another study from the Kaiser Foundation found that 10 states would run out of money by the year's end. And the NFL protests are continuing. Uh, Los Angeles Rams linked arms. Robert Quinn raised a fist. Members of the New England Patriots and uh, Dallas Cowboys stood. Several members of the Cleveland Browns stood with fist raised. It's, uh, it's getting strange. About 30 members of the uh, San Francisco 49ers took a knee for the anthem. Their teammates stood behind them with hands on the kneeling, shoulder, uh, kneeling players' shoulders and others over their heads. 
The team's statement was, as the majority of us have done throughout our careers, we use our platform as members of an NFL team and our right to freedom of expression to speak for those whose voice is not heard. It is important that we continue to emphasize that despite our different backgrounds and beliefs, we still love each other and are truly a brotherhood. Our gesture today was an intentional effort to demonstrate that. It's remarkable. It's, you know, what's, what's so amazing is that because the media has not referred to these gestures as protests of police killing of people of color, but instead simply call them protests, Trump and, and the whole Nixon group around him have been successful in characterizing these as protests against something else, right? Like protests against the flag or, you know, black people who aren't patriotic enough. I mean, that's essentially what Trump is saying here. You're listening to the Tom Hartman program. Call 202-808-9925. And it's in large part because the media has completely failed every day to be, talk about what these protests are actually about. You've heard me talking about Superbeets, so I'll ask you again. If you could be more heart healthy just by drinking a glass of earthy tasting vegetable juice every day, would you do it? Uh, probably not. But what if this performance enhancing veggie was transformed into a great tasting circulation superfood drink? Superbeets is loaded with vegetable dietary nitrates that help boost nitric oxide levels in your body which equals an increase in energy and stamina without stimulants. Dietary nitrates are incredible for helping to support healthy blood pressure, too. I drink Super Beets in the morning for energy throughout the day to keep me going through the show. Uh, in the late afternoon, as a pick-me-up without jittery side effects, you can try the original berry flavor or the black cherry flavor. They're both great. If you haven't tried it yet, now is the time. Get the 30-day supply free. It comes with your first orders backed by a money-back guarantee. Also receive a free book, Beat the Odds, and free nitric oxide indicator strips to see the difference for yourself. Plus, free shipping. Love the results you feel guaranteed or your money back. Call 800-568-9889. That's 800-568-9889. Or go to tomsbeats.com. That's tomsbeats.com. Welcome back. Tom Hartman here with you. And uh, you've heard my rant for the day on this. <clears throat> House Republicans to vote on loosening restrictions on gun silencers after Las Vegas shooting. This is Politicus USA uh, Sports. House Republicans are scheduled to vote on a bill this week that would loosen restrictions on gun silencers. Brilliant. Just what we need. House Republicans are scheduled. Yeah, I just read that. Uh, Politico reported on September 21, the Sportsman's Heritage and Recreational Enhancement Act, introduced by Jeff Duncan, Republican of South Carolina, may come up for a House vote as early as this week. The Duncan legislation includes language revising federal regulations on silencers, which currently have tougher purchasing requirements than guns. So if the guy had had a silencer, they wouldn't have even known where the, where the shooting was coming from. Would have been, you know, arguably useful for a mass murderer. How's it useful for anybody else? Jared in Downeaton, Pennsylvania. Hey, Jared, what's on your mind? Well, at least we know where the GOP's priorities are at. Yeah, we've always known that. They should, 
Exactly. They're the party of death. They always have been and they always will be. Um, ever since they adopted this, you know, um, I, I don't even know what to describe it as anymore. It, it's just corporatism. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, you know, I mean, this whole chip thing. I mean, they, they didn't reauthorize that. They're not doing anything about Puerto Rico or Texas or the Virgin Islands or Florida, honestly. In fact, they're trying to cut FEMA funding. Um, you know, uh, the wars are still raging. Uh, they're trying to cut our health care. They're always doing that. Uh, they got rid of flood insurance um, uh, regulations a few days ago. They got rid of um, the mentally um, handicapped rule that you just mentioned. Um, so basically, they're getting rid of everything, and they're basically going to turn us into Somalia pretty much at this point. I mean, oh, we're, we're I headed towards a third-world country at this point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look and at the infrastructure fine. of this country right now. It's falling apart. Exactly. I'm ashamed to even call myself American half the time. I go around the other... Like what? What is there to be proud about this country anymore? It's like it's it, it, it's a dump. Well, I, mean, I you know I think around. that there's I think that there's a lot to be proud about in the United States. There are a lot of good people in this country. The, the this country was founded on the ideals of the Enlightenment, very imperfectly acted out, obviously with you know the genocide of Native Americans and and enslavement of of African Americans, but but it was it was founded on some pretty amazing ideas given the with the 6,000 years that preceded it. And, and we've come, you know, generation by generation closer and closer to achieving those ideals. I, that's the good news. The, the bad news is that the Supreme Court, since 1976, has been increasingly giving more and more rights and powers to corporations and rich individuals and taking those powers away from, you know, we the people, from our government. And, uh, you know, thus... You know, much of much of what's going on is what's is is going on, and but but I don't think that America has you know gone nuts. It's it's that you know so much of our discourse has been captured by people who make an enormous amount of money on as you as you point out, Jared, on death. You know, whether it's the NRA or the military defense industry or whatever. Jared, thanks for your call and your comments. Linda, in is it Stephenson, Virginia, or Stephenson, Virginia? Hey there, Tom. I'm going to get you off speaker here. Hank. Sure. Thank you, Linda. Unless it's clear enough. No, it sounds fine, actually. Okay, actually, good. Because I'm out here painting signs for Virginia to flip blue coming up this election. So good we on you. Homemade signs. I'm not paying 600 bucks to the Democratic Party. But anyway, um, I just wanted to make, you were mentioning about silencers, and that's why I called. Mm-hmm. Um, the House resolution bill that my... Um, GOP Congresswoman co-sponsored is H.R. 367. So I called uh, Warner and King, who are my senators this morning, and Senator Warner's office uh, did in fact say, because I've been at a wedding and kind of busy doing all this other stuff, um, it's over in the Senate side right now, and it's over in finance. And I'm like, why is it in finance? Well, of course, you know there's a tax implication to it somehow. But Americans need to wake up. You're exactly right. Had there been a silencer, it would have taken far longer to pinpoint where it was. You wouldn't see the flash because it was light. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the, the silencer not only suppresses the noise, it suppresses the flash as well. And, yeah. you know, it, 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 he wasn't firing tracer bullets. I mean, you know, t- typically military ammunition 
every 25th or 50th bullet is is a magnesium bullet so you can see the the you know and you see this in the old world war ii movies and that sort of thing you know or vietnam war movies um but but this guy wasn't firing military ammunition he wasn't firing tracer bullets so you know a silencer would have helped him tremendously yeah and why do we have americans loading up on ammunition and having automatic weapons i don't understand right. it they they outman our police that's all i wanted to say yeah yeah uh, they, uh, they're outgunning our police i think is what you yeah. meant to say but yeah you're absolutely right yeah linda thank you for the call jenny in hookstown pennsylvania hey jenny what's on your mind today well, you know how you said that uh, they they do a lot of talking and they say they're going to pray, and which is hollow actions. Yeah. And unfortunately, I I wish people would take the time, in whatever occupation position they are, and look at what they're doing and see right now, since we need so much social conscience raising, when you're doing working on art projects with the kids in school. When you're talking about the books that you read and what they really mean, when when a bully is being dealt with at school, instead of just saying, okay, I will deal with that as I've heard of, and then they talk to them, it's like, wait a minute, bring the parents in, bring the kid in, and talk about what's happening. Because we have people intimidating, bullying, you know, like they said, try to be, try to work it out and show that person that you have to have a little bit more understanding and, like you said, empathy mm. has to has to go a little bit further. Yep. And I don't understand how after Mrs. Gifford in Newtown that they can they can continue like they said it's there is it's, money to be made, Jenny. There is there are there are hundreds of millions of dollars being made in the weapons industry, and that industry has a very very effective lobbying lobbying arm in the National Rifle Association, and and then you've got politicians who who have decided that. Um, you know, people who have an affection for guns are a are a subset of uh, voters who who can be wooed purely on that issue to then vote, you know, against their own economic interests. But they'll vote in, on, you know, in favor of being able to have more guns. So, you know, yeah, this, this I, is... I thought they would reflect more to think as a society as a whole, you need different services all the time. So while you do these things and then you have to turn to go to a hospital, go to a doctor, and all these people have to do that. And those people are dealing with those people thinking, this person has done what? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, 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 the problem with thinking about society or uh, assuming that Republicans might think about society is the, the old Maggie Thatcher quote from 1979 where she said, there's no such thing as society. There's only a collection of individuals. And in that, she was echoing the thinking of, of Ayn Rand and, and uh, uh, Friedrich Hayek and uh, Milton Friedman and, and say who? Centeredness. Yeah, von Mises, you know, all of these guys. I mean, you know, this is, this is, their, this is their ideology. Jenny, I got to move along, but thank you. Very well said. Very well said. Dion in Round Lake, Illinois. Hey, Dion, what's up? Yeah, the people that are benefiting from the shooting, it's going to be gun owners. Uh, every time there's a shooting, there seems to be a, a scare. And the, the shooter, he was, he worked for Lockheed Martin, where there's a, they're making a killing in profits from arms. And then I'm seeing that... Well, I, I, under, I understood he was retired, Dion. Okay. At least that's uh, what his but, brother said. Have you, uh, I, I haven't looked myself at the stock market, but uh, Troy told me this morning that the gun manufacturer's stocks are all popping up right now. So it's not hurting yeah, them, sure apparently. The Trump is back with uh, any uh, guns or arm stocks. I think that would be interesting for Congress to look into that. Yeah. 
Yeah. And how do you think the right is going to politicize this? Because I'm seeing it on right-wing media sites and comments that they think this was uh, Antifa supporter uh, trying to get revenge on Trump supporters, and that's how they're playing it. That we have to get behind Trump and yeah, the NRA. Yeah. Apparently, one of the one of the guys over at uh, 4chan or one of the one of the kind of Group. I don't want to call it a fringe group because the, you know they've got considerable uh, a considerable number of people and a lot of power. But um, apparently, when the name of the girlfriend of this guy was released, somebody tracked her back and found that she has a relative, a brother, or something like that, who has posted something on some social media indicating that he likes Democrats. And so that gets turned into basically implying or suggesting that that the shooter does or was or something like this, you know. And yeah, uh, this gets politicized instead of uh, getting down to the real issue. And I hope Ivanka Trump can convince Trump uh, to prevent the next school shooting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll see that you can't. You can't control these the the right wing memes that are out there, whether they're accurate or not. <laughs> you know, this this first one apparently is not. Um, but yeah, it's we're just going to have to keep an eye on this one. But you know, hopefully, this will be the beginning of people waking up. We thought that at Newtown, though. It's, it's just amazing. Dion, thank you for the call. You're listening to Tom Hartman. Visit tomhartman.com for audio and video archives. Back with more of your calls. Your thoughts on these issues and mine right after this. Welcome back. Anne in Aurora, Illinois. Hey, Anne, what's on your mind today? Hello, how you doing today, Tom? I'm fine. What's up? Another gloomy Monday. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, there's there's some good stuff going on here and there, but uh, uh, yeah. the but uh, I I I I agree that you did make a valid point about white on white crime. Uh, it's not being discussed as much about uh, black on black crime, and uh. You know, I wanted to make a point. Hate breeds hate. So um, Donald Trump has not been spreading love and togetherness, but hate and division. Yeah. And uh, it was the basis of his campaign. Yeah, yeah. He he he's not bringing uh, this country together. And his demeanor. Did you see the speech this morning he made? Yeah. His his demeanor was calm and somber. Well, he was just reading it off the prompter. I mean, yeah, he was just reading. But but uh, it was a contrast from his speech from Charlottesville. Mm-hmm. A, a contrast. You know, it's like a, a different Donald. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, it, was a diff- just, it was an actual speechwriter. I mean, you know, when he speaks off the, off the, off the cuff, you know that you're actually right. getting what Trump thinks. When he's reading, right. when he's reading off the prompter, you're getting what you know they want you to think Trump thinks. Yeah, I know. Well, uh, thank you, and you have a good day. Thank you, Ian. Thank you very much. Very perceptive comments, Mike in Fort Collins, Colorado. Hey, Mike, what's up? Oh, um, I wanted to speak about the uh, 
the shooting Saturday night in Lawrence, Kansas, mm-hmm. and I wanted to to start my before I commented, wanted to ask you a question. You started the show by saying that uh, Senator Roberts from Kansas made a made a uh, had a comment on uh, on Las Vegas, and I'm not trying to denigrate or downgrade that what happened there, but did he mention anything about Lawrence? I I didn't know that there was a shooting in Lawrence, Kansas. What did I miss? Yep. Well, Saturday night, uh, I think close to midnight, three people were gunned down in uh, in downtown Lawrence, Kansas. Hmm. And as a, I am a native Kansan, and I grew up I grew up uh, in the southwest burbs of Kansas City, uh, and my mother my mother and my aunt. Uh, grew up in Lawrence. Uh, they went to KU. My brother and my sister-in-law went to KU. So I, I've spent a fair amount of time in in the city. And as I said, I'm not trying to denigrate what went on in, in Las Vegas. But there are three there are three families right now that are mourning mourning people that were yeah. uh, what I can understand were were gunned down. Well, by Mike, a, by this a is happening gunman. in the United States. We we have an average of 91 people a day who are killed in the United States. If you define a mass shooting as four or more people being being shot and killed at the same time by the same person, we're we're averaging two to three mass shootings a week in the United States. So, uh, you know, it's terrible what happened in Lawrence. And I'm sorry I was, you know, not informed about it. And, and I agree with you. Right. And, and Pat Roberts should be speaking out about this as well as a senator from Kansas. And, but the, but the fact of the matter is that this has so become the norm that it's not even remarked upon by our news media unless, you know, unless it's like 50 people or 100 people are, you know, are killed or injured or, you know, a member of right. Congress. Um, you know, in the case of Steve Scalise. So, you know, we'll see where it goes. But, Mike, thanks for the call. Uh, Antoinette in Alameda, Cal- Alameda, California. Hey, Antoinette, what's up? Uh, I just wanted to put the shooting in Nevada in a, in a bit of perspective. Um, back when we had the Iraqi, well, we still have the Iraqi war kind of going on, but back in November of 2004 when we had the second battle in Fallujah, we had 54 Americans killed and 425, you know, soldiers wounded. And people are saying, well, where did this guy come from? And folks don't know that Mesquite, Nevada, is just minutes away from uh, Bunkerville, Nevada, which is where they had the armed standoff at the Bundy Ranch with the militia and the feds Hmm. uh, a little while back. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And also, um, the way they knew where the guy was located was the smoke detectors went off in his room because he was shooting so much. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And and a suppressor wouldn't have helped him with that. Yeah. Um, Fascinating. Okay. But he had a higher ground, corner room. I mean, you know. Yeah. Yep. Antoinette, thank you. Thank you for the call. Sean in North Platte, Nebraska. Hey, Sean, what's up? Hey, Tom. Um, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I have a mental illness, and I'm on disability because of it, and I have no business owning a gun. But I think um, a lot of people in the same boat as me don't tend to recognize that. When they that a lot of people figure that maybe they 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 tend to be wanting to own guns and mm. it's kind of disturbing. I've noticed that a lot. What do you think? I think that it is um, not unreasonable to uh, for anybody who is so disabled by their mental illness that they can't work, and this is acknowledged by the Social Security Administration to prevent yeah. that person from buying a gun or at least put an obstacle in the way that they would have, if they're going to buy a gun, 
um, that they would have to um, present themselves to a local police department or something and demonstrate proficiency and competence and demonstrate that the, that the nature of their mental illness is not the kind of thing that, that would cause them to be more inclined to impulsively kill somebody else or, for that matter, commit suicide. Uh, yeah. You know, putting just putting just having a gun in somebody in a in a person's home with no mental Ill, Ill, illness issues is a 500 percent increase in the probability of a suicide happening in that house. Oh, yeah. So so, so uh, you know, I, I continue to think that this was a big mistake that, uh, that when Trump undid this rule that Obama put into, into place. Sean, thank you for the call um, and, and for your comment. We'll be back. Well, there's there's still a lot going on. I want to talk about the two Santa Claus theory, too. I don't know if you saw my piece that was up on Alternate over the weekend. There's, a, there's, there's just a, a lot going on. Stick around. Welcome back. Tom Harbin here with you. Uh, the deadliest mass shootings in history, uh, the trace, the, somebody's put together this graphic and uh, tweeted it out. And it points out, you know, Aurora, Colorado in 2012, 12 people dead, 58 injured. Birmingham, New York, 13 people dead, four injured. Uh, this is 2009, Fort Hood, Texas, 2009, 13 people dead, 32 injured. Uh, and then you get up to Orlando, 2016, 49 dead, 58 injured. And then Las Vegas, 50 killed, 400 injured. The headline, deadliest mass shootings in U.S. history. And yet, when I look at Wounded Knee, it was between 150 and 300 Native Americans were killed and about 25 soldiers. So I would say the, and, and Wounded Knee certainly wasn't the only, the only place where, you know, there was the, these kinds of mass shootings going on. Um, I'd have to go back and look at how many people died in the Ludlow massacre, but I know that there were a number of times when employers, you know, took on, took on their employees and killed them. I guess, I guess it's just a matter of defining terms and, uh, you know, what what it looks like to me is that this guy basically committed suicide and took a bunch of people with him and that that's usually what's going on with these kind of mass killings is that the 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 person doing the shooting is you know their end game is to be dead themselves which leads me to wonder you know there's this warning on these uh, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor class or family of of uh, anti-anxiety drugs or, or antidepressant drugs, uh, the drugs that uh, Prozac is probably the most famous member of that family, or the, maybe it was the first, but the SSRI drugs can cause people to have what's called suicidal ideation. In other words, fantasies, imaginations about committing suicide. And because they diminish now, again, the, these drugs are very, very helpful for some people. You know, they save some people's lives. So, you know, I'm not saying we need to ban them or anything like that. But over and over and over again, when we look at these mass shootings, we discover that the mass shooters were on one of these drugs. Not always, but way too often for, for my comfort. And, I'm, you know, we don't know yet if this guy was on an antidepressant or not. But about one in ten Americans is right now, so that's that's pretty grim. But but what the SSRI drugs do is is by they they reduce your ability to feel 
empathy for other people or even experience the emotions of other people, which is really what feeling empathy is, as well as reducing your ability to feel your own emotions. That's the whole point of it, right? People who are overwhelmed by depression or overwhelmed by grief or overwhelmed by something terrible happening in their life. You know, the theory is you take these drugs for a short period of time, get through that, you know, of your dog just died sort of thing, or mom or dad just died, or, you know, uh, the whatever, you know, lost your job. That I mean, there, there are times when it's not inappropriate for people to turn to pharmaceuticals for a brief period of time to get through a rough patch. But when they do them over the long haul, then things tend to kind of change in the brain wiring, it, it, at least it appears. And viewing other people as things rather than as people, combined with suicidal ideation, combined with you know, constantly obsessively thinking about suicide, is the combination for mass slaughter. So, you know, we'll see if this guy was on these drugs or not, but we, we keep having these incidents and we keep not having these conversations. And I think we should. Meanwhile, back on the 27th of last month, this was like a week ago, the New York Times editorial board wrote an op-ed about a form of gun control in California. Arizona, Utah, and Mexico, that was really working well. And specifically what it was, it was banning lead bullets in these places. And the reason why is because the California condor and other large birds, eagles, you know, many of these other large predators, uh, you know, people would, would shoot smaller animals with lead shot and then, you know, not always get them. And the condors and the eagles would eat these animals which had the lead pellets in them and they would die from lead poisoning. So in fact, as the uh, New York Times points out, the majestic though vulturous California condor is once again soaring above the wilds. It was on the brink of extinction 30 years ago when the last 22 giant birds were captured in a desperate effort to breed them in captivity. There are now an estimated 450 condors with, condors with 270 freely swooping and scavenging in California, Arizona, Utah, and Mexico. So how did that happen? It was because the, the use of toxic lead-based lead ammunition by hunters was banned, right, by the California research, uh, legislature, excuse me. California condor population could not have rebounded if the California legislature had not bucked the NRA and passed this enlightened bill to ban the, you know, ban lead ammo near the condor's nesting grounds. And this was done in 2008. And then in 2019, there is, in, you know, a year and a half, there's supposed to be a ban on lead-based ammunition throughout California. Other states have partial controls on, on lead-based ammunition, but California was going to be the first to do it because it's so bad for the environment. It's also bad for hunters, by the way, and sportsmen and women. I mean, one of, the, one of the things you will notice if you shoot guns is that you get lead dust all over your hands. And you want to wash it off very carefully, but it gets absorbed through your skin. And by the way, if it's dust, you're breathing it. 
But anyhow, the, the editorial board points out how successful this legislation was, this gun control legislation was in California in bringing back these wild predatory birds. And so what does the Trump administration do? The Trump administration, beholden to the NRA, quickly overturned a regulation the Obama administration had issued that would have banned lead ammunition and fishing tackle in federal wildlife refuges. Ref, re, refuges. Uh, even, even when it comes to measures that can harm humans, Republican representatives tend to be equally servile toward the gun lobby. In the House, they're selling what amounts to a marketing favor for the gun industry, proposing to repeal controls on the sale of gun silencers to civilians. They end the op-ed. California stood up to the gun lobby and protected the condor. It's pathetic that Congress can't muster similar wisdom and courage on behalf of police officers. And uh, that's just, I mean, this was like last week. So gun control actually does work. And yeah, it's not all that unusual that a mass shooter be somebody over 50. Uh, Travis Geddes over at Raw Story put together a list that said, you know, the typical mass shooter is a white guy in his 30s or 40s. Uh, school shooters tend to be younger. But uh, then they just looked through, uh, you know, James Hodgkinson, uh, the guy who shot Steve Scalise. He was 66 years old. Uh, get uh, they uh, get you to Fedeke, 53. Uh, Robert Louis Deere was 57. Uh, John Hauser was 59, this Tea Party activist who opened fire at a showing in the movie Trainwreck, killing two people, wounding nine others before fatally shooting himself. Rockney Newell, 59. Uh, William Spengler, 62. Michael Haynes, 51. Timothy Hendren, 51. Jesse Warren, 53. Charles Cookie Th Thornton, 52. Anyhow, there's been a bunch of them. What is the common denominator? I don't think it's, you know, I, I really don't think that the pharmaceutical piece of this is, is at the core of it. I think that it, I think that there's overlap there and, you know, we need to be doing some really good and careful science to find out. But I think the biggest, the biggest problem that we're facing right now is inequality. I mean, look at the work that James Wilkerson and uh, Kate Pickett did with, in, with their books, The Spirit Level and How, Why Inequality Matters. And you know, they found that as inequality goes up, so does so do homicides and so do mass killing. You know, these are all symptoms of a society being torn apart by the wealthiest among us. This is the Tom Hartman program. Back with more of the news of the day and your calls right after. Hey, are you in need of great talent for your business but short on time? You don't have to get lost in a huge stack of resumes to find your perfect hire. You just need the right tools, smarter tools. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards with just one click. So you can rest easy knowing your job is being seen by the right candidates. Then ZipRecruiter puts its smart matching technology to work, actively notifying qualified candidates about your job within minutes of posting so you receive the best possible matches. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other hiring sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on the right candidates finding you. It finds them. No wonder 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. 
ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by growing businesses of all sizes and industries to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. And right now, you, my listeners, can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Hartman. With ZipRecruiter.com, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash Hartman. One more time to try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Hartman. Welcome back. Lynn in Mobile, Alabama. Hey, Lynn, what's on your mind today? Well, I wanted to address uh, the issue of some of these crazy gun laws that are being enacted. Uh, For instance, in Alabama, while we were courting a Remington manufacturing plant, a rash of just incredibly insane gun laws were uh, brought out by the legislature. Uh, In the state of Alabama, used to be that the sheriffs in each county uh, issued gun permits uh, at their discretion. The law was changed to say, instead of may, to shall. We had a, a law proposed to give 16-year-olds the right to carry guns with their parents' permission, just as one example. Another law that was passed said that someone who had been institutionalized um, for mental health purposes, could not be denied the right to own a gun. And this occurred, this law was uh, proposed a couple of years after a mental, recently mentally ill patient uh, was released and caused a disturbance in their home. The sheriffs were called, and in Baldwin County, a deputy sheriff was gunned down by this mentally ill person. Uh, those are just some of the examples, of, and this is all to court gun manufacturers and to pay back our bought and paid for politicians who are bought and paid for by the NRA. Yeah, yeah money one, one is... One other law said that uh, you could not deny someone the right to carry a gun on any public property, and that included schools. Whoa. Yeah, this, this, what we're looking at is the corruption of our political system by money. It's, it's just that simple. And, and it, it almost doesn't, you, you can look at almost any topic, whether it's the opiate crisis, whether it's the, uh, the lack of the media from, uh, in doing in, you know, any kind of serious investigative reporting, um, if, you, if uh, the, the dimensions of the obesity and diabetes epidemic in the United States that are caused by, by things in our food supply that aren't even foods, um, you know, the, I, I pick something, right? There's the, in virtually every area you, you find that, that things that we are, that our lives are being corrupted and our government's ability to protect us from predators are, is being weakened by these very wealthy predators and these corporate predators. And, and, and in this case, just, you know, apply it to the gun laws. Spot on. Lynn, thanks for the, for the information. I didn't, know that that's just that's just disgusting uh you know what's what's going on there john in minneapolis hey john what's up yeah um you know i just wanted to say yes it's real really the oligarchs that are responsible for creating what's going on today but it was the will of the american people and even the democratic party that you know put them in power to begin with i've lived through that era and you know everybody was just enamored you know we're all going to be rich and you know so we have to take a look at ourselves 
And so to soft pedal, uh, I think any kind of uh, critique at this point is just not, you know, because there was one caller who called in who was feeling very discouraged. But I think that uh, just like, for instance, I critique myself, uh, and I might go to, say, an AA meeting, uh, I think our country needs to do the same. We need to take a long, hard look at where we're at, who we are as a people, and I think the rest of the world would join along with us. Ever since 9-11, we've just gone down that road, uh, and, you know, they have seized power. Yes, they have seized power. Uh, then we need to fight them. I mean, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, are we going to end up? I don't think it's, uh, you know, not, uh, you know, fathomable to say that we could end up like Nazi Germany, like fascist Italy. Uh, and I don't think we can endure that. The rest of the world can't either because we have far more weaponry. They will slaughter us. That's what they really are after is control. They absolutely could care less about you, me, your children, or anything else that is good, compassionate, kind. You know, these people have gone over the edge themselves, and they've been empowered to do so. So that's where I'm at. But, I, you know, I don't think it's, un, you know, we, we need to face where we're at and then move on. And I think we, we have the power. We do have the power, but we need to fight them. Absolutely. Yeah. And we need and, to take a look at ourselves, too. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I don't entirely disagree, John. I, I do think that uh, blaming the victims is not um, generally useful. And the fact that so many of us actually believed Ronnie Reagan's sales pitch, um, I, I don't think makes us bad people. Uh, but, uh, you know, I get, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. John, thanks for the call. We'll be back. I mentioned uh, at the... Okay, the Las Vegas massacre has already surpassed, writes Jacob Sugarman, an alternate, already surpassed the carnage at Pulse nightclub in Orlando, Florida, as the largest mass shooting in U.S. history. Again, I would say in recent U.S. history or the largest mass shooting of white people in U.S. history. At least 58 people have been killed and more than 500 treated for injuries. Their blood still drying on the Vegas Strip. The nation is reeling as of Monday morning stocks for more American outdoor brands, previously Swiss Smith and, Swiss Smith and Wesson, and Sturm, Ruger, and company were up 7 and 6% respectively. Uh, these numbers will come as little surprise to lobbyists and industry insiders. Data indicate that gun sales spike in the wake of mass shootings. As, as consumers stock up in anticipation of government reforms limiting access to these kind of weapons. That's incredible. So six, six percent, seven percent. Hey, there was a mass shooting. Let's buy some stock. This is what it, this is what it's come to in America. Jim in San Diego. Hey, Jim, what's on your mind? Today? Hey, Tom, how are you? I'm well. What's up? Good. So um, I listened to the Joy Reid show yesterday on Meet the Press. Did you happen to see it? I did not. Okay, well, people like you and I are uh, got to get a grip, according to Joy Reid, that uh, the white guys, I've been in the Democratic Party for 60 guys, we've got to understand that the Democratic Party is now a party exclusively of color, social issues, and uh, we've got to be sure that we understand that. And we're not going to ever reach out to the Archie Bunker or the white people again. And 
Uh, I know she's just one voice, but the reason why I called is people like you, and I consider myself in that vein, have worked tirelessly. And I was a basketball coach, so I, I worked in inner city schools, worked tirelessly for promotion of minorities and besides economic issues. But if we don't get a coalition of all people and stop saying if a person believes in abortion, he can't be a Democrat, or if a person wants economic issues, he can't be a strong Democrat, we have no hope of winning major elections again, in my opinion. And um, that's what I wanted to tell you, and I'd like to feel see what your comment on that is. Yeah. The, in my opinion, the Democratic Party needs to clearly define what it stands for. I mean, it, it can also define the things that it stands against um, and, and in fact should, obviously, but, but the, the things that it stands for are the things that need to be really emphatic. And, and you know, we're, it's getting there. I mean, you know, it's this, this, the, the better deal thing that's coming along. It's, you know, making the, the government the employer of last resort and health care for all, free education for everybody. I mean, it's pretty straightforward stuff. I think that the Democrats are are on the on the edge of a significant upswing, and we've been seeing this in a number of these elections. So, Jim, I'm I'm a little more sanguine about it than you are, um, and and I think it's I, I I believe it's moving in the right direction. John in Buckeye, Arizona. Hey, John, what's up? Hi, Tom. Hey, John, what's up? Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, I believe the problems that we've been discussing this morning. Um, and that we're experiencing in our society are a direct result of our economic system, essentially capitalism. For my Christian brothers and sisters, capitalism is anti-Christ. Christ was a socialist, not a capitalist. If we are a Christian country, a Christian society, we should be socialist, caring for others. Capitalism elevates money above people. Numbers in some computer somewhere are the most important thing in capitalism. More important than people, more important than the environment, more important than life itself. Unrestricted capitalism is a cancer that will destroy us all. If everyone in our country had a basic income, had health care, had a safe place to live, and we ended these endless wars, then the frustration and the problems that people experience in their day-to-day -day lives would be reduced to such a level that I don't think we'd have as many of these um, shooters as we now have. Yeah. I, uh, my recollection is that the first guy who did this kind of shooting was Richard Speck back in the early 70s at the University of Dallas, wasn't it? The University of Texas at, at, in, in Dallas? As I recall, he got he climbed up into that clock tower and shot a bunch of people. And uh, Bobby Kennedy talked about it, so it had to be in the mid-60s. But that this is a relatively recent phenomenon, just like in the 7,000-year history of Iraq, the, the oldest, arguably the oldest civilized, at least with regard to Western civilization, the oldest civilized country in the world. It's where Samaria used to be, where uh, Ur and Uruk were the cities that, that Gilgamesh built. And, oh, it was 1966, it was Charles Whitman. Where did I get Richard Speck from? He must have been somebody else. Yeah, Whitman's rifle, that's, that's what Bobby Kennedy, thank you, Troy. In any case, that uh, this is, yeah, I, I don't disagree, John, that, that, that capitalism is a basic problem. 
and uh, and regulated capitalism is is a solution for it. Um, not sure where where I was going with that thought when we got Whitman in there, but anyway, I you know, John, am I? Uh, what have I missed here? Uh, well, it's uh, the, the problem with capitalism is that we constantly are fighting these endless wars. We're going out um, uh, denying other people the rights to their property and um, for our corporations and for our corporations' greed. And it all has to do with putting um, money on a pedestal. It, it, right. it, and money is, is elusive. It's, it's something that's... Um, Money's an abstraction. It's not also. real. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't disagree with you. And, and I, it's not, in my opinion, the problem isn't capitalism in and of itself. It's the way that we're executing capitalism. Uh, I don't think that you're ever going to get away from capitalism, but it, it is possible, and I believe, to regulate it to the point where it's more benign and less destructive. Because the problem of just you know raw capitalism is uh, so well demonstrated by the, monop the game Monopoly, which was invented back in the 1920s uh, as a way of showing people the, the inherent danger of, cap of unrestrained capitalism and why you need anti-monopoly laws. Um, you know, to, to promote competition and prevent basically one person from ending up owning everything, which is what happens, you know, in that kind of a situation. So anyhow, uh, John, well said. Coming up tomorrow, we'll have the latest news and information from Wall Street and Main Street, all points in between, plus best of the rest of the news. And don't forget, democracy begins with you. Get out there, show up, participate, tag, you're it. We'll see you tomorrow. been listening to Tom Hartman. For audio and video archives, visit TomHartman.com.